The following message is brought to you by New Song Church and Pastor Joshua Blunt in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. For more information on New Song, visit us online at newsongpeople.com. Hey, if you have your Bible, would you open it up to the book of John? We're going to start in John chapter 15 this morning. But we're going to kind of jump all over John. We're going to go to John 10 a little later, John 8. So if you want to kind of put some markers in some of those places. Uh, But we're in a series right now called Sync. And we're talking about uh, what it means to sync up with God. To have a, a great connection with God relationally. And also be able to connect with his voice. To be led by him. To be walking with him in a great way. You know, we live in a world today that is very synced. I don't know if you have noticed this or not, but there's a lot of things that you can sync up in your life today. Uh, you can sync your phone to your car. You can sync your, your photos to your cloud, your computer to your tablet, your tablet to your TV. You can have all of your eye devices connected to each other. Your iPhone, your iWatch, your iPad, your iMac can all be connected and synced to each other. You can connect your devices to other people's devices. And the purpose of all of this syncing is so that we can share things freely, right? So that we can connect between our different devices and share things between our devices so that we can kind of get the information where we want it to be. Now, a few years ago, me and Sarah bought a a syncing device. It was this little uh, Bluetooth speaker called a Jawbone Jambox. Anybody ever heard of these before? It's these little tiny speakers, and they're not very big, but they put out a really big sound. And it's a very clear sound. It sounds really good. And so one year early, a little Christmas present, we got ourselves one of these. And, and it's pretty amazing. And here's how it works. You, you take your little speaker, and there's a little switch on the side of it. And you flip this little switch down, and you wait a few seconds, and this lovely little lady's voice comes through the speaker. And she says, Jambox in pairing mode, waiting for you to connect. And so then you take whatever other device you have that you want to connect or pair with it that has Bluetooth connectivity, and you, you, you locate the jam box and you connect the two of them together, and it's amazing. There's no wires, no kind of connections you have to make, just somehow they connect to each other, and now whatever you want to broadcast from your device can be heard through the jam box. It can receive the signal and now broadcast it. So you can take this speaker anywhere you want. You can, you can put it in your car and listen to it. You can take it outside. You can get in the shower with it if you want to. You can do whatever you want. It's amazing. And it's, it's this really nice little, you know, thing that puts out really great sound instead of just like your phone or whatever you have. But here's the thing about the, the jam box. In order for it to work, you have to flip that switch and put it into pairing mode. You can have another device that has the ability to connect with it. But until you intentionally put it into pairing mode, it will not receive and and connect with the signal and sync up. You have to sync it and put it into that pairing mode. Now, here's where I'm going with this. Me and you are kind of like the jam box. We have the ability to sync up with God and to sync up to the broadcast of heaven and to hear God's voice and to be led by him and also to be able to take that voice and broadcast it to the world around us. But in order for us to experience that, we have to set ourselves in pairing mode with Jesus, in pairing mode with God. Now know this today, Jesus is already in pairing mode with you. He's already set himself to pair with you. He is looking for people he can connect with. Look at this, 2 Chronicles uh, verse 16, or I'm sorry, chapter 16, verse 9 says this. 
It says, for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the, the whole earth. So they get this idea here that the eyes of the Lord are, are looking for something. They're looking for someone. It says, to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. So we get this idea in this verse here that God is looking for people in this earth that he can connect with, that he can sync up with, that he can, he can give his power to. In fact, it says his eyes run. That means that his eyes are on an aggressive, high-speed search. God's eyes are scouring the earth, looking for people who are looking to connect with him so that he can connect with them. And not, he doesn't just make a connection. With his connection comes his power, comes his strength, comes his wisdom, comes God. And so in order, but in order for us to make that connection, we have to be looking to heaven. We have to be positioning ourselves, setting ourselves in pairing mode. See, Jesus is in pairing mode, waiting for you to connect. And so this series is about us setting ourselves in pairing mode so that we can sync up with God, sync up with him relationally so that we can know him. Listen, part of what I want you to experience in knowing God is just the relationship that you have with him. It's just knowing that God loves you, experiencing that love, knowing that love, walking with that love, but also him being able to lead you and guide you through life so that you can have the kind of life, the kind of victorious life that he's called you to have. See, last week we began this series talking about what it means to know God and, and how the goal of God is what last week's message was, was called. The goal of God is to know you. The goal of God is you. Jesus didn't die on the cross so that you could have a religion. He died on the cross so that you could have a relationship with him. And it's so key that you understand that. If you missed last week, I, I really want to encourage you to go back and to listen to that message. You can go to our website, newsongpeople.com slash media and you can hear that message. In fact, if you're new to the church, you can hear all the messages from the past year and kind of get to know the church a little bit better through some of the messages we've done. But, but it's so important that we understand that, that the God of heaven is not a distant God sitting on a cloud mad at you, angry at you, but he is a God who wants to connect you. Jesus died on the cross. The Bible says that for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. The joy that was set before him was you. He wanted to know you. He wanted to be connected with you. That's good news, my friends. And so we can know God and we can know him in a relational way. And so today I wanna to talk to you about this idea of hearing the voice of God, <laughs> of actually being able to connect with that God who wants to connect with you relationally, who being able to hear him and be guided by him, what it means to, to hear his voice, what his voice sounds like, how we can walk with him in unity and, and hear his voice. It's gonna be really cool, but let me just say this as we jump into this today. This is going to be a series, okay? I cannot unload all of this for you today because I wanna do it justice. I want you to really get this. So over the next several weeks, I'm gonna be unpacking what it means to hear the voice of God and, and how you get yourself set up. So I need you to keep coming back because it's, it's not enough to just listen to the podcast. That's great if that's what you have to do. But I also believe that God wants to speak to you each week while you're here. And so you need to be here to hear what God has to say to you, okay? So today I wanna talk to you about two uh, kind of big picture ideas that you need to buy into in order to hear the voice of God. Two things that you need to set your faith for if you're going to hear the voice of God, okay? And as we jump into this today, I wanna take a moment right now and I wanna just pray because I believe God's gonna speak to you today, okay? And I wanna just set our hearts 
to listen to what he has to say. I don't care what kind of denominational background you come from. I don't care what you've heard your whole life. I don't care what you may think about God. I want you to be opened to what God has to say to you today, okay? So would you pray with me? Lord, we, we thank you for this, this day and this church and this environment we're in. Lord, we know your presence is here this morning. And we ask, God, that you would speak to us today, that you would make your word come alive to us today. I, I pray that, that questions would get answered. I pray that people who have been confused about this would see the truth and the truth would, would set us free today. Lord, we invite you into this moment. We need you today. We welcome you here. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. So two things that you need to understand, you need to have faith for if you are going to hear the, the voice of God. Here they are. Number one, God wants to talk to me. You gotta believe that. If you're taking notes, write that down. God wants to talk to me. God wants to talk to you. You have to believe that God actually wants to talk to you if you're gonna hear him. And number two is I can hear the voice of God. God wants to talk to me and I have the ability to hear the voice of God. You have to have faith for those things. If you cannot have faith for those two things, you're gonna have a hard time hearing God's voice. But if you can, if you can start there, you can hear the voice of God, okay? So let's start with number one. Number one, God wants to talk to me. Does God really want to talk to me. Well, last week we, we started off talking about the relationship that God wants to have with you, that he wants to know you. If you remember, I, I read out of Ephesians 1 where Paul prayed this prayer that we know is, is actually what God desires for his people. And in that prayer, God, uh, Paul said that he prayed that we'd have a spirit of wisdom so that we may know him. God wants us to know him. He wants to be known uh, to his people. He wants us to have a relationship with us. He wants to know us. That's why Jesus came and died, to bridge that gap between sin so that we could come back in relationship with him. So God wants to know us, and the heart of God is to walk with us in a relationship like a friend. So John chapter 15, I told you to turn there earlier, John chapter 15, these are the words of Jesus. I want you to see what Jesus said about this idea. He said this, I don't call you servants anymore because a servant doesn't know what the master is doing. But I've called you, look at this, friends. Because I've made known to you everything that I've heard from my father. Okay, please let this hit you today. This is Jesus talking. Jesus, the son of God, who is God, says about you, says about people that, that know him, which is Christians, he says that I call you friends. That's amazing. Now, who in here has a friend? If you have a friend, raise up your hand, okay? Crowd participation here. All right, how many of you have a close, personal friend, someone you're really tight with, like a best friend in your life? If that's you, raise up your hand. Maybe it's, a, it's, it's your spouse. Maybe it's a, someone you grew up with as a kid. Maybe it's a sibling, someone that is a friend of yours. That's yours. Let me, let me see your hands. Raise up your hands. You've got a close, personal friend. If they don't have a close, personal friend, introduce yourself to them and say, hey, you need to be a friend. But, okay, so we, we all have friends. Now, how many of you, with these friends that you have, how many of you from time to time communicate with your friends? Like you, you, you know, if you're a guy, maybe you go play golf with one of your buddies, and while you're playing golf, you communicate to each other. Girls, maybe you go, you go grab lunch, or you go grab tea somewhere, or you go shopping, and while you're doing these things, you communicate to each other, right? How many of you, you do that with your friends? Come on, Right? Why, why is that? Because, because that's what you do, right? <laughs> uh, one of the marks of a friendship 
is that you talk to each other, that you talk to someone else and that they talk back to you. Am I correct in that? I mean, how many, if you have a friend and they're not talking to you, how many of you know there's probably something wrong? I mean, let's say that you have a friend and all of a sudden they just stop talking to you. What are you going to think? You're going to think something's wrong. You're going to think maybe you offended them, maybe you did something to make them mad. Husbands, how many times have you come home and your wife is giving you the silent treatment? No raise of hands, but you're, you're talking to her and you're getting these kind of short answers and you, inside you're going, I don't know what I did, but I did something, right? And, and so you start trying to figure out what you did to repair the damage because you, you understand that if she's not communicating with you, Something's wrong with the relationship, am I right? Okay, so, so, so Jesus says, God says he wants to know you relationally, right? He wants to know you. And, and Jesus said in John 15, he said he wants to be a close friend of yours. So here's my thing. I have a hard time with this because I have a hard time buying that, that God who says he wants to have a relationship with you, who calls you a friend and who wants you to call him a father, that he wants to have this close personal relationship with you, but, but commu- him communicating to you is not going to be a part of that relationship. I- I'm sorry. I just personally, I have a hard time buying into that's the kind of relationship that God, because that's not the mark of a real relationship, right? We understand that in a real relationship is communication from both people. That's how it works. And yet there's entire persuasions of theological thought that tell people that God is done talking. He doesn't talk anymore. That uh, we don't really know why, but for 4,000 years throughout the entirety of Scripture, from Genesis to Revelations, he spoke to person after person after person after person, but then all of a sudden he stopped talking because he said everything he had to say. Some people believe that. But you know what? When I look at the Bible, that's not the heart of the God that I see in Scripture. The heart of the God that I see in Scripture is a God that says, I want to know you, I want to be known by you. I want to have a relationship with you. I call you friend. And my friends, friends talk, right? So why do we think that God, no, I'm here to tell you, God wants to talk to you today. He wants to talk to you. You got to believe that. God wants to talk to you. He wants to know you in a personal relationship. And in a personal relationship, people talk. God wants to talk to you. Number two, I can hear God's voice. I can hear God's voice. If you're taking notes, write that down. I can hear God's voice. You have the ability to hear God's voice. In fact, it's actually something very natural. Because for us as Christians, hearing God is not something we do. It's someone we are. It's, it's someone you are. It's someone you were created to be once you come into relationship with God. Okay, John chapter 10. I'll, I'll show you this. Okay, John chapter 10. This is Jesus talking. Once again, these are the words of Jesus. If you have a physical Bible, these are in red letters. Okay, this is Jesus talking. John chapter 10, verse 1. He says this Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief or a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the doorkeeper opens and the sheep, look at this, hear his voice. Who hears his voice? Who hears his voice? The sheep hears his voice. Remember that. Okay, it says, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings them out, uh, out his own sheep, he goes before them and look at this, and the sheep follow him. Remember that. For they know his voice. Now jump down to verse 11. 
And again, let me remind you, this is Jesus talking, okay? Jesus says this, I am the good shepherd. Who is the good shepherd? Jesus is the good shepherd. Okay, so, so in these verses, we have Jesus differentiating between the good shepherd, who is, we know is him, and this thief and this robber. Now, in most of the stories Jesus told, his parables, his stories like this, there's always several characters. And one of the characters that's always there is us. We're in the story somewhere. So in this story, where are we? Well, one of the distinguishing marks of a Christian is that a Christian is someone who follows Jesus. In fact, the word Christian means follower of Christ. Do everybody agree with that? As Christians, we follow Jesus. We're following him. We're, we're, so who in this story is following Jesus? Who's following the shepherd? I'll show you. Verse four, it says, and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. Who follows him? The sheep. So if the sheep follow him and we follow him, then who are we? We're the sheep. Turn to the person beside you and say, you're a sheep. Now we hear that and you kind of go, okay, well, that's not the greatest news in the world. Like, I remember when I was a kid, sometimes I'd play animals, you know, like with your friends and you'd want to be a bear or a lion or I never was like, hey, I'll be the sheep. You guys can cheer me. It's going to be awesome. Man, like we don't do that because the sheep is not like, but, but in this story, let me just tell you, this is really good news and I'll show you why. Look at verse three. It says, the sheep hear his voice. Who hears his voice? The sheep. Now look at verse four. The sheep follow him for they know his voice. The sheep hear his voice and they know his voice. Know know his voice means this. They recognize his voice. They know it's his voice talking to them. Jump over to verse 27. It says this, Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Okay, so I'm gonna break this down because I just want you to see this today. This is huge, okay? Is Jesus the shepherd? Yes, Jesus is the shepherd. Are you following Jesus? As a Christian, are you following Jesus? Yes. So then you are sheep, correct? And what do sheep do? They hear his voice. They hear his voice. They know his voice. This is who we are as Christians. We can hear the voice of God. So maybe you're still sitting here and you're going, yeah, maybe that's true, but I, I just haven't really experienced that. Well, let me, let me kind of teach you a little bit about what it means to, to walk in this relationship where you're hearing God's voice, okay? Three things. Number one is this, hearing God is inherent. Now, here's what that means. It means that it's natural, that it's, it's something that you're born with, or in other words, it's something that you're born again with, with the ability to hear the voice of God. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. When you're born again as a child of God, uh, you have the ability to hear the voice of God and to be led by God. Now look at this verse. This is John eight forty seven. This is amazing. It says, whoever belongs to God hears what God says. The, the reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. So it says, whoever belongs to God hears what God says. Okay, so who belongs to God? Well, Romans 8 verse 9 says, those who have the spirit of God living in them belong to God. So who has the spirit of God living in them? Well, Paul said in, in uh, 1 Corinthians three sixteen, talking to Christians, he said, don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? 
So as a Christian, when you make Jesus the Lord and Savior of your life, the Spirit of God comes to live and dwell inside of you. Because the Spirit of God comes to live and dwell in you, you belong to God. And because you belong to God, John 8, 47 says, you can hear God. You could read John 8, 47 like this. Whoever is a Christian hears what God says. As a Christian, Hearing God is inherent. It's part of the salvation package that you receive when you make Jesus the Lord of your life is the ability to hear the voice of God. Isn't that good news? But here's the thing. It is inherent. It, we have, it's natural. But uh, hearing God is also learned. And maybe you're sitting here right now and you're going, okay, so wait a minute. You just said it's, it's natural. It's, but now you're telling me it's something learned. So which one is it? Well, it's both. And, and I'll explain it this way. Think about kids, Okay. Kids are born with the ability to communicate. Most of them, a healthy baby is born with the ability to communicate. They have ears, right? So they can hear other people talking to them. And they can begin to, with those ears, process with their brain that people are speaking words and start to understand the words that people are saying to them. They have a mouth and they have vocal cords so that they can speak uh, to other people. They can start to form words. But does that mean that babies come out talking? No, it doesn't. They have to learn how to do it. They have to, they have to be taught words. They have to be taught sounds. They have to be taught a language. They have to be taught what to say and what not to say. They have the ability, but they have to be taught how to do it. And in the same way, it works in the physical. It also works in the spiritual. There are spiritual things that, that become a part of who we are when we are born again, but we still have to, to grow in those things and develop in those things. Take prayer, for example. Prayer is actually even different because anybody can pray. But just because you can pray, does that mean you know how to pray the right way according to what God says in the word? It doesn't. And there's a lot of people that don't know how to pray according to the will of God found in the word. And so honestly, there's a lot of prayers that get thrown out there that God doesn't even hear because they don't line up with who God is and what he's about. But as we begin to study the word and learn what the word says and develop and mature in that, we can start to pray prayers in agreement with the word of God. We know God hears our prayers and God can answer our prayers. By the way, after this, this sync series, we're gonna do a series on prayer. It's gonna be really good. So make sure that you are sticking around for a while. But, but here's what I want you to see. It's natural, it's something we're born with, but we have to learn how to do it. We, we grow and develop in how we do it. And, and as we grow in it, it's also matured. Hearing God is matured. Now, once again, think about kids. Kids are born with the ability to, to communicate. Then they learn how to communicate. But does that mean they're mature in their communication? Absolutely not. And my daughter, Bo, is a prime example of this in our life. She is the queen of just kind of saying it like it is. She has said things to people. She's told her grandparents that they're wrinkly. She's, she's told perfect strangers that their breath is terrible. Yeah. We were at dinner one time with a group of people, and she announced that she needed to go to the bathroom, but in much greater detail. One time, somebody was complimenting her teeth. They said, you have such pretty white teeth. And she looked at them and said, your teeth are yellow. She just... She just sees things and she just says. And so we've had to work with her and mature her and say, Bo, you can't tell people they're fat. That's not cool. You have to, you know, be careful. In fact, this week as I was studying this, it was funny because I had Thursday night, I had this prime example with my kids of, of how they're immature in their communication. We're sitting around the dinner table and, and 
they're excited. They just get, you know, school's out and they want to tell me all about their day. And so Gus, my, my eight-year-old and Bo, my five-year-old are both talking at the same time. And, and because they're talking at the same time, they're getting louder because they want to be heard. And Sunny, my little one is sitting in her high chair singing, let it go from Frozen. And me and Sarah are just sitting there going, okay, guys, whoa, 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 one at a time. Let's, let's take turns. Let's, let's, cause that's how you mature in your communication. But you also have to mature in your listening, right? Parents, how many of you can relate to this? You have to sometimes look at your kids and go, hey, listen to me, okay? Look at me when I'm talking to you. Repeat what I did. What did I just tell you? Repeat it back to me, right? But as we get older, that, that shifts and that changes. I, I'm so glad, David Terry, my worship leader, I'm so glad I don't have to have conversations with him like that. Hey, David, look at me when I'm talking to you. What did I just say? Repeat it back to me. No. Now, his dad's here today. I'm sure at one point that had to happen, right? But he's matured. He's grown up, and that doesn't have to happen. In the same way, we have to mature. See, as kids, man, you get distracted easily. You, you see a lot of things going on around you, and so I, you're talking to your kids, and they're just looking around, and you have to go, hey, look at me. Focus in on me. And listen, that's the way it is for us. we got to mature in our hearing God's voice because there's a lot of other voices out there speaking. You know, God's not the only one trying to talk to you. The devil wants to talk to you. The devil is talking to you. Just so you know, he's telling you things. He's trying to fill your mind up with lies. He's trying to tell you that you're not good enough. He's trying to, he's trying to get you to go in the wrong direction in life. He wants to, Bible says he wants to steal, kill and destroy you. And one of the ways he does that is by talking to you, gets you to believe the wrong stuff. And what's amazing to me is we believe, most of us believe that the, the enemy will talk to us, but God won't. Like, sorry, this doesn't make no sense to me, okay? So here's the thing. We have to learn. We have to mature so that we learn to focus in on God, to listen to him, to position ourselves to hear him, and to, to put the distractions aside and to understand what God's saying and what's not from God. How do we do this? With the word of God. How do, you mature, how do you mature in the things of God? You mature in your ability to hear God through understanding what the word of God says, what the Bible has to say. 2 Timothy 3.16 says this. It says all scripture. Everybody say all scripture. All scripture is God breathed. That means that God is behind it. God is the author of it. God made it exist. It's God breathed. And it's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. The Bible is like our field guide. It's a manual that God has given us. It's a living book that we can go to and, and sometimes it corrects us and sometimes it, it encourages us and sometimes it, it helps us to see things we, we're not seeing. It helps us to learn and understand the character of God, understand who he is, what he's all about. It helps us to see God in a more clear way. Verse 17 says, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. God wants to equip you. He wants to thoroughly equip you. He wants to guide you and equip you so that you can do what he's called you to do. And one of the things he's called you to do is know him. That's what he wants to have in your life. So if you're gonna hear the voice of God, listen, and I'm gonna get into this more. I can't hit all of this today. But if you wanna hear the voice of God, you gotta know the Bible. You gotta know the word. You gotta get into the Bible because the Bible is a big part of how God's gonna communicate. In fact, I would say this, it's the number one way that God communicates to us is through his word. So if we wanna know God, we gotta, and hear his voice, we gotta know who his, what he says 
in his word. We gotta know who he is in his word. We gotta see his character through his word. We gotta get that down deep inside of us, okay? So as a sheep, you can hear the voice of God. God wants to talk to you and you can hear God today. So how do we do it? Well, I I can't give you everything today, but I'm gonna give you step one today, okay? Step one, how you hear the voice of God. If you wanna hear from God, here's what you do. Ask, ask. You gotta ask. Think of asking like flipping the pairing mode switch. When you go to God and you say, God, I wanna hear you. It's you flipping that switch and saying, I know your eyes are looking for me and I'm looking to you and I want you to speak to me. James four verse two says, you do not have because you do not ask. You know, so often in our life, we, we miss out on things God wants us to experience, wants us to have because we just, we don't ask. You're not being polite, not asking. You're just missing out on what God wants to do in your life. You gotta ask. John 16 verse 24 says, look at this, ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. God wants to fill you up with joy. He says, if you ask, you will receive, but you gotta ask. If you wanna hear the voice of God, you must learn. He must hear your voice asking. Does that make sense? If you wanna hear God's voice, he needs to hear your voice asking to hear his voice. You gotta go to God and you gotta ask him. Years ago, um, me and Sarah were kind of starting this process of kind of making our relationship with God a personal thing and, and owning it ourselves. I grew up in church, uh, as I've probably, you've probably heard me talk about before. I was, a, I was a preacher's kid. We're also called PKs. And I was in church a lot. I've heard people say stuff like, I was in church every time the doors were open. Well, good for you. I was in church even when the doors weren't open. <laughs> I, was when they, I was there when they flipped the lights on and when they turned them off. I was there for multiple services. I was there for conferences. I was there for late night meetings. I was at church. So I grew up around the church. I grew up, I have a great heritage of the things of God. Heard multiple services and preaching and had all this, but I never really made it personal until I got into my 20s and I started owning my relationship with God. Instead of kind of riding the coattails of my parents and inheriting it, I made it my own. And so one of the things I knew was that I could hear God's voice. I'd heard that taught my whole life. But I remember hearing guys get up and they'd be preaching and talking about hearing God's voice. In fact, I remember people saying stuff like, I was driving down the road in my truck and God started talking to me. He said, you do this and you do that. And I would just sit there and go, really? Like that, really, that's happening to you? Because that's not my experience to this point. And so I, because of that, I kind of got this idea that like, I must have not arrived yet. That must be like something I have to, some place I have to arrive at that I haven't arrived at yet. Or maybe that's just for special people. But, but then I got into it myself. I got into the word and I started looking at it and I started seeing this, that no, that's not true. That God wants to talk to, to any of us, that we can hear the voice of God. And so I, I, those two things I talked to you about, I believe those. God wants to talk to me and I can hear God's voice. I believed that. And so I went to God one day and I prayed and I said, Lord, I wanna hear your voice. I, I wanna know that you're talking to me. I wanna, I wanna know that you're leading me. Would you speak to me? And, and I, I asked God this. I said, would you confirm it to me so I know that it's you? So I'm not just, I really know that it's you. And then I got quiet and I, I waited because I knew that I needed to do that. 
and I got nothing. And I thought, well, I guess maybe God just doesn't want to talk to me right now. But what I didn't realize was the way I was trying to hear God was not really the way God talked. And in order for God to confirm it, he had to do it a different way. So here's where we were at this point in our life. We didn't have any kids. We had this little house, little two-bedroom house that we had bought. It was a fixer-upper and it needed a lot of work. And we had this bathroom that we, we ended up totally remodeling. But when we got into that house, the sink in that bathroom always kind of drained slow. And as time went on, it got slower and slower and slower to the point that you, you know, you'd brush your teeth and as you brush your teeth, it would fill up with water and it would take like 30 minutes for it to finally kind of drain down. And I, I knew very little about, you know, house upkeep at that time. So I went out, bought some liquid plumber and poured a whole jug of that in there and I, it, that didn't work. And so I got, you know, my screwdriver out and jammed it down in the hole and, the, and nothing was happening. And and, and so I, I couldn't get it to work. I remember one night we were brushing our teeth and it had filled up. You know how it is. You brush your teeth and spit in the sink and then it drains slowly. It makes your sink nasty. And so me and Sarah were kind of dealing with this and I said, I guess, I guess I'm gonna have to call a plumber. And, and I was bummed out about this because at this point our money was tight. And I knew calling a plumber was gonna cost us, you know, probably a hundred bucks or more. And I just, I didn't wanna do that. But what, you know, I gotta, gotta get the sink fixed. And so I went to bed that night and I was a little aggravated with the whole sink thing. But is my custom, I got in bed and I started reading my Bible. That's what I do. I like to end every day, begin every day, and end every day with the Lord. So I'm reading my Bible. I'm about 30 minutes into it. I'm reading the story of Joseph. Everything's feeling real good. I'm starting to get to that like heavy place in the bed, you know. The, the covers have adjusted to my, my temperature. I'm like kind of sleepy. And all of a sudden, I get this thought And the thought is this, go try to unclog the sink. Now, I am cozy right now, right? I've been messing with this sink, and I cannot get the sink to be fixed. It's not working, so I'm kind of going, I'm just thinking, why why am I even thinking this? Like, what, where is this coming from? And as I thought that, then I thought, wait a minute, what if this is the Lord? And And you're probably going, whoa, yeah, and I was too. Like, what if this is, what if this is God? And here's, here's how I debated it. Well, if it is God, I don't want to not do this because maybe God's going to help me unclog the sink. But if it's not God, at least then I'll know this is not how God talks to people. So I, I said, okay, well, I'll go for it. I got up, I went into the bathroom and I stood at the sink. I turned it on thinking maybe a miracle happened, you know, <laughs> turned it on. No miracle happened filled up so I turned it back off and I'm standing there for a second and all of a sudden I see a picture in my mind and it, it, it's not like I went into a trance and saw you know none of that it's just kind of you know you'll just see stuff in your head sometimes and what I saw was this drawer in our kitchen and we lovingly refer to this as the junk drawer. And I think every house has one of these in their kitchen. It's the drawer that has all the junk in it. The coupons that are four or five years old for pizza. The chapsticks that don't have lids. The, the rubber bands that have broken. The, you know, all of those random things that you just go, in there you go, and close it. It's, it's that drawer. And so I see this in my head real quickly, and, and I get this kind of thought again. And here's the thought. Go look in that drawer and you'll find what you need to unclog the sink. I'm like looking in the mirror going, this is ridiculous. But I'm already here, you know? 
I'm in my underwear. I'm out. I might as well do this. So I walk into the kitchen. I go to that drawer. I open it up. And sure enough, it's just a bunch of random junk. And I'm looking in there at all this stuff. And then all of a sudden, I see this. And when I see this, a plastic knife. When I see this, something in me says, bingo. And, I, and I'm, I'm literally like picking this up going, what? This is insane. I've, I've tried a screwdriver and it did, what, what is this? Like this is the little plastic knife that doesn't do anything. It has these little teeth on it they, they, that are like, they, there's no way. But here I am. Might as well give it a shot. So I walk back into the bathroom. I take this plastic knife. I shove it down into the hole of the sink. I start to pull it out. (laughs) And here's where the magic happens. As I'm pulling it out, I notice on one of the little teeth of, of the knife, a little hair has gotten caught on it. Like one hair, okay? And so I'm pulling this out. As I'm pulling it out, like it's longer and longer and I'm just kinda, you know, having a moment here. And then all of a sudden this ball of hair comes out and it ain't our hair. So it's like that moment of like, ah, ah. And I, 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 I promise you, I walk over to the toilet with this and I'm amazed and disgusted all at the same time. And I don't even like shake it. It just falls off in the toilet. And so now I'm going, no, flush that down the toilet. I walk over to the sink, I turn it on and it's flowing like a champ. It was a miracle. A hairball miracle that took place with a plastic knife. I don't know what happened that night. I don't know. I know that, I know God did something. I believe that. I really do. I, I don't know if there was an angel that got down in there, in there and made that one hair clog on and then, and then that was attached to that ball of hair in such a way that it would all come up. And I don't know what the Holy Spirit was moving with the plastic knife. I don't know. But I know this. Here's what I know. I heard God. I heard God. I got back into bed that night knowing that I heard the voice of God. And and notice, God didn't ask me to do anything crazy. (laughs) He led me along with really easy steps. He knew where I was in this thing. He knew I was learning. But, But here's why that happened. I asked and I believed. I believed God wanted to talk to me. I believed I could hear the voice of God. I asked him and I was willing to obey what he said. And because I was willing to obey in those little steps, God confirmed his voice to me that night. And that was the first, really, I I learned since then, I heard God a lot more that I didn't even really know. But that was the first time it was really confirmed in my life. I'm hearing God. And, And since then, God has spoken to me time and time again. And I've learned more about the voice of God. I've learned how to recognize his voice. I've matured in my understanding of how he, he speaks to me. And as, he's, as I've matured in this, you know what? God's asked me to do bigger things. He's led me to take bigger steps of faith. He's led me to, to do bigger things. In fact, two years ago, God spoke to me. And he said, I want you to leave the church that you're at, which was Gateway Church, one of the biggest, most influential churches in all of America. I want you to leave that church. I want you to leave the job you have there where you get paid more money than you have ever gotten paid in your life. 
I want you to leave all the influence you have there. I want you to leave your friends. I want you to leave all that. I want you to move to Oklahoma City and I want you to start a church in a city you don't know very well that you don't know anybody in. And listen when I say this. It was one of the easiest decisions in my life. And I, I, I mean that with all my heart. And here's why. Because I know how to hear God. And I know this about God. If God ever asks me to do anything, it means that he's gonna be in the middle of it with me. And if God is for me, who can stand against me? I can do all things to Christ who strengthens me. So it gets real easy. But listen, I could take that big step of faith. God led me along to the point that I could do that. And I want you to know something. I, I say this, I don't say this to be arrogant, but I want you to know something. I hear God every day. And here's why. I ask every day. Every day. I ask for God to speak to me. I ask for him to, I, I, I go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, I want to hear you today. I want to hear your voice. I want to be led by you. I want to know that you're, you're with me in what I'm doing. I don't want to do this alone. God, make yourself real to me. Make yourself known to me. Let me hear you. Let me see you. And God will show me himself in his word. He'll show me himself in prayer. He'll, he makes himself known to those who ask. You can know God today. You can, it's really easy. I, I want you to know something. I'm not special. Please know I'm not special. Just because I'm a pastor, I'm not, I'm not any better than you. I'm really not. You can hear God. <laughs> I promise you, you can hear God. I, when I was hearing God, I wasn't a pastor. I was working at a print company then. You can hear God. God wants to speak to you today. You can hear the voice of God. God wants to speak to you today. Please know that. And so here's what you do. You gotta set yourself in pairing mode. Jesus is in pairing mode, waiting for you to connect. Flip the switch. Ask him. Ask God to speak to you. Here, here's your, you want some homework? Here's you some homework this week. You wanna hear God? Here's what you do. Go to God in prayer. Ask God to speak to you. And then in your quiet time, and, and again, we're gonna talk more about some of the details of this, but you should have a quiet time a time when you get away from everybody else and connect with God in isolation with yourself. You need to make time for that. If that means you gotta get up real early, you gotta do it, whatever you gotta do. But in your quiet time, go to God in prayer and, and pray and, and spend some time praying and thanking God, worshiping him. Get, get some music, get some praise and worship music and worship, engage your heart with God and then open up your Bible and start reading it. And as you read it, just ask God to speak to you through his word. And as he does, write down the things you think he's saying to you. Just, just read the Bible and, and just write down the things that you think he might be saying to you through the word. I'm telling you, you're gonna hear God. And some of you might be going, really, that's hearing God? I, I'm already doing that. Okay, cool. <laughs> that's how God speaks to us. He speaks to you through his word. He speaks to you through that still small voice. There's all sorts of ways, but listen, God, I want you to know God wants to talk to you and you can hear the voice of God. Let's set our hearts in pairing mode so that we can connect and sync up with what God wants to say. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Lord, I thank you that we don't serve a silent God. We don't serve a God who just wrote us a letter and then is done with us. We serve a God who wants to be in a relationship with us, who wants to be close to us, who calls us friend, who asks us to call him father. And we can know you today, Lord. We can walk with you today, Lord, and we can hear you today, Lord. So Lord, I, th I pray that right now in this moment, even right now, that you'd begin to just speak to hearts in this room. That we would hear your voice today. In fact, just, just listen for a minute. 
Just kind of get quiet and just listen. And if you hear something inside of you and it's encouraging and you might hear Jesus just say, I I just want you to know I'm proud of you. I love you. I'm glad that you're at church today. Just listen and let let God speak to you and believe that that's him. Believe that that's him wanting to speak to you today. Lord, we thank you that you didn't leave us here alone, but you, you want to walk with us. You want to guide us. You want to direct us. Lord, we love you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Over the next few weeks, I'm going to talk to you. Next week, in fact, I'm going to talk to you about how to better position yourself to hear God. I'm going to talk to you more about what the voice of God sounds like next week, so make sure you're back here with us. I'm going to invite the altar ministry team to come forward at this time. Thanks for listening to this week's message from New Song Church. If you have a prayer need or would like more information about New Song, you can email info at newsongpeople.com. If you would like to partner with New Song through giving, go to www.newsongpeople.com forward slash give. And if you want to stay connected to New Song, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching for New Song People.